You survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. This is episode number 286. It don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. Heeding God's Call, Cigar of the Week, Comic-Con from Baltimore. Barbara and her sister report in, always on my mind, the man. And a little bit of news coming up next. Crossbreedholsters.com presents the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thank God for an expert. The weekly pro gun variety show featuring the internationally known black man with a gun. Your friend and brother from a different mother. That's what I call a close encounter. Ken Blanchard. Love it. That is a star. You're going to love it. It's a classic. All right. Welcome back to episode number 286 of the Urban Shooter Podcast. This is Pastor Ken Blanchard, Ken Blanchard, Reverend Ken Blanchard. Just call me Ken. I am the Ken with the two ends. I'm your friend and your brother from another mother, hoping that you had an all right week. My week was okay. I actually started it off um, not taking any lip. I went James Brown at church and had a good time. Yes, I did. I think this is my boot camp experience, and it's going to be all right. It's going to be the best church in Washington, D.C. someday. Yep, I'm naming it and claiming it. Big shout out to the Pro Arms podcast. I'm glad to hear that they're back on the air. Thank you, Miguel, for encouraging them, if that's what you did. Thank you to those who thought it not robbery to email me, to lend me a call of encouragement, because there was a rough couple of days in between here and there. Especially appreciate you, Mitch, and Tat, for your note. Thank you, Leroy, for leaving that voicemail. Lloyd, for tweets and Facebook, re whatever you call them things. Speaking of Facebook, Facebook, I'm not loving Facebook right now. I'm trying to figure out, should I just get rid of um, one of those pages? I got Black Man with a Gun, I have Urban Shooter, and then I have my name page, Ken Blanchard. Let me know your thoughts on that whole deal. I'm still learning this thing, and... Some of it just doesn't seem, I don't know, worth the squeeze, if you know what I'm saying. Shout out to Rob, man. Thank you for being there. I had a really good conversation with Kevin out of California. Thank you, brother, for all your words. And hopefully we can work together. To uh, Oscar and Gene on Facebook, thank you, guys. Appreciate you too, Ryan. Didn't forget about you. Hey, Keith, man. Good words. Ray, I appreciate you too. And I learned some stuff this week. I learned, I learned I had got kind of got carried away. I, I watched somebody else's, I saw some stats on a YouTube video somebody else had and got depressed for a minute. I thought, wow. But I am a niche of a niche of a niche. If you're listening to this show, you're most likely affluent, intelligent, family-oriented, going somewhere. That's good company. The whole world doesn't fit in that group. And I got some special demographics that I could like make you blush. But you're doing okay. You're uh, top echelon folks, and I appreciate you for spending a few moments with your brother. I'm hoping to see you at the SHOT Show in a couple of weeks. No, shot shows in January, yeah. I'm talking about the gun rights policy conference in a couple weeks in Orlando. It's going to be right at the airport um, hotel there. And hope they got a pool. And hope cigars are allowed. And I hope I can bring my camera and my recording equipment I just bought and get you on both for future shows. If you're down with that, please find me. I plan not to eat alone not Friday night, not Saturday night, and not Sunday morning. I want it to be one continuous party. I might even catch some of the conference, but I'm going there for you. Oh, yeah, and Tyrell, I ain't forgot about you either, man. We're we going to do something. Yep. I'm going to be a lounge lizard. It's been a rough couple of days with some people, and I'm going to actually use the time to recoup, to relax a little bit. I got to slow my roll. And the SHOT Show is coming up in January. And I was getting twisted on that thing. I, I wanted to have 
Cecil B. DeMille's productions, and I got like crackerjack money, so that ain't going to happen. But it's okay. It's okay. Everything in its time, right? And then maybe it ain't even for me. Could be that too, right? I'm pretty successful right now just being able to talk to you, and I appreciate that. Thank you for being in my life. This week, I'm going to tell you about a group that protested a friend of mine called Heating God's Call. We got a cigar of the week. I actually allowed, um, it was a Baltimore, it was a Comic-Con that happened here in Baltimore. And it's not as big as the big one in San Diego, but a couple of friends went in my stead as uh, representatives of Blanchard Media Group and Urban Shooter Podcast and interviewed some interesting people. And I'm going to make a YouTube video of it and let you see the the photos to go along with the interviews. But you're going to see a tidbit of it right now coming up in a little bit. Okay. I ordered a gun on GunBroker. I'm going to get a 17 caliber HMR rifle. I think it's a Marlin with a little scope on it. It's going to be my varmint gun. And uh, I think it'll be the gun I take to an apple seed course. I got to find one here shortly as I also take a hunter safety course. And I'll be telling you about that whenever that comes about. All this and more coming up after John Wayne gives us our Pledge of Allegiance. How about them apples? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. One thing I didn't do, I didn't tell you that if you want to contact me, you can toll free in the U.S. at 888-675-0202. If you want to send me an email, you can 24 hours a day, seven days a week at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. I have a SpeakPipe application on kenandblanchard.com or blackmanwithagun.com. You can talk right from your computer if you got a microphone hookup and just press the button and leave a message like Leroy did. And I appreciate that. It goes right to my email. No no reason you can't contact with your brother. If you need me, I'm here for you. Like you were here for, like, like you, like I was here. Let me see. I'm here for you like you were here for me. Yeah. Again, thank you for your kindness. All right. I got to talk to you about something real quick here. Islam and Twitter. Now, I know. America is hot right now. We are pissed off to the utmost of pissed offness at what happened in Libya. We're mad at them attacking our embassy in Egypt. I mean, we just, we ready to go and start up a whole nother war somewhere, fight somebody. But I got to tell you, Islam is not your enemy and all Muslims are not your enemy either. There has always been a lot of tensions around the world because of religion. I was reading Twitter this week and I saw some ugly stuff toward the followers of Islam and religion in general. And I thought I'd share my understanding of a few things related to that so that the people at least that listen to this show and to read my blog won't be sucked into that vortex of spin, misinformation and hate. Hate's like a cancer. It it attacks you and it just eats you up. Violence in the Middle East is not new, y'all. There's more to it. And you can learn on Twitter or hear from, quotes, one of those guys in the big media right now. Islam is monotheistic and Abrahamic religion is articulated by their book called the Quran. It's a text considered by its adherents to be the verbatim word of God. The fact that Abraham's first two sons became the fathers of both Judaism and the Arab nations is often lost. Nobody ever talks about that. In a religious context, Islam actually means voluntary submission to God. Yeah. Muslims consider Muhammad to be the last prophet of God, and they follow his teachings through a collection of recorded 
oral traditions. A person that adheres to Islam is called a Muslim. Now, from what I know, Muslims believe that God is one and incomparable, and the purpose of existence in this world is to love and serve God. See, some people go around saying, I don't know my meaning of life. Muslims at least know it's to love and serve God. Muslims also believe that Islam is the complete and universal version of a faith that goes way, way back that was revealed many times and places before, including through Abraham, Moses, and Jesus, who they consider prophets. I'm not Muslim. I'm telling you that right now. But as a Christian, as a person of faith, as an American, we don't have any um, one nation religion. We were formed to give respect to all. So you do our country a disservice when you diss anybody. Just letting you know that. Just I know you got kind of pissed off. You got hot. I'm just saying cool back down. Like Christians believe that the Bible is the unaltered word of God, so do Muslims. They believe the Quran is the final revelation of God. Religious concepts and practices include the five pillars of Islam, which are basic concepts and obligatory acts of worship and following Islamic law, which touches on virtually every aspect of life and society. It provides guidance on a whole bunch of stuff from finances, society, and even warfare. And it has some similarities, but it's not the same as Mosaic law is for Jewish people. Basically, there are a bunch of Muslims. It's still the fastest growing religion in the world, with about 20 plus percent of the whole world's population claiming it. Now, there's like different sects of Muslims, just as they are denominations in Christianity. The majority of Muslims are Sunni being 75 to 90 percent of all Muslims. Sunni Islam is sometimes referred to as the orthodox version of the religion. The second largest sect is called the Shia, and that makes about 10 to 20 percent. Now, according to Wikipedia, uh, the most populous Muslim-majority country is Indonesia, home to 12.7 percent of the world's Muslims, followed by Pakistan, 11 percent, Bangladesh 9.2, and Egypt 4.9. Sizable minorities are also found in India, Russia, and parts of Europe. Yeah, see, they're not, we're not short of any Muslims in the world. So be careful when you start spitting off stuff about Muslims this and Islam that. You might be sitting next to one. Now, in contrast to the other types, the Shia believe that only God has the right to choose a representative to safeguard Islam, the Quran, and the Sharia. Thus, the Shias look to Ali, Muhammad's son-in-law, whom they consider divinely appointed as the rightful successor to Muhammad and the first imam. The Shia extend this belief to Muhammad's family and certain individuals among his descendants, known as imams, who have special spiritual and political authority over the community. Although there were many Shia branches throughout history, modern Shia Islam is divided into three other branches. Now, what all the groups have in common is the Quran. The Quran as it exists today in book form was compiled by Muhammad's companions around 650 CE and it's accepted by all Muslim denominations, like I said. However, there are many matters of belief and daily life that were not directly prescribed in the Quran, but were actions that were observed by Muhammad and the early Muslim community. Now, this week, the U.S. ambassador in the new Libya was killed. And while details are still being sorted out, I heard that Salafists were involved in it. Now, a Salafi is a Muslim who emphasizes the ancestors or people of the tradition as the modern model examples of Islamic practice. In my limited knowledge, I compare them in Christianity to like the primitive Baptist that has a version of its own five points, i.e. five pillars, five books of Moses, and practice an extreme conservatism, separatism, and sexism. So the group who stormed the embassy in India, I mean in uh, Libya and in Egypt, and all of it's probably the Salafist, a Salafist, not the Sunni or the Shia. And all you need is a few people to just get some other folks riled up. 
mob mentality is just, it's easy to do. Another term and group you might have heard in the last couple of weeks or months is called the Muslim Brotherhood. Anybody heard that? The Brotherhood's credo, and this is from actually from their site, it says that Allah is our objective, the Quran is our law, the Prophet is our leader, jihad is our way, and death for the sake of Allah is the highest of our aspirations. It's uh, its most famous slogan used worldwide is, Islam is the solution. Now, the Muslim Brotherhood started as a religious social organization preaching and teaching Islam to the illiterate, setting up hospitals, and even launching commercial enterprises. They started off pretty good, like Robin Hood. But I'm afraid of this group in the sense that they are actually like the Illuminati that there's always talked about since, you know, forever as being a secret society and a puppet master. Yeah, these are the guys that are actually doing it and they're controlling the world by like appealing to the poor and getting folks spun up to do stuff. Not saying they were behind this attack, but when you hear about the, um, the Muslim Brotherhood, it ain't, it ain't a good thing. Now, this is all overly simplified and by no means authoritative. It was meant with no disrespect to anybody. And if you can enlighten me further on anything that I just mumbled about, I welcome the exchange. In the 40th hadith of An Nawawi 13, it says, Not one of you is a believer unless he desires for his brother that which he desires for himself. In the 31st uh, Shabbat of the Talmud, it says, What is hurtful to yourself, do not to your fellow man. This is the whole of the Torah, and the remainder is but commentary. And in the Old Testament of the Holy Bible, Proverbs 4, 7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. I'm just saying, before you get all spun up and hateful and spouting, because I know everybody needs a bad guy, there are some bad guys, but it's not all Muslims, and it's not Islam that you're mad at. As he kills a bug while he's trying to talk. Hey, while I'm talking about religious stuff here, I want to wish a happy new year to all my Jewish brothers and sisters listening to the Urban Shooter podcast. Next week starts uh, Rosh Hashanah. It literally means head of the year. It's like the beginning of the Jewish New Year. And it's the anniversary of the creation of Adam and Eve. And it's a birthday of mankind. Just so you know. So you can say, I know what Rosh Hashanah stands for. To life, baby. Lakine. Being an armed citizen means having a gun with you all the time. Carrying a firearm every day requires a holster that is both concealable and comfortable. Whether you choose our Super Tuck Deluxe or Mini Tuck, you'll have the confidence that comes from being discreetly and comfortably armed, prepared to face unforeseen dangers. Crossbreed holsters are handmade in the USA, come with a lifetime warranty and a two-week try-it-free guarantee. Order your holster today at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Smoke them if you got them. Cigar of the week. All right, this week I got a cigar called the Avo. It is a collaboration between three tobacconists. I believe it's Hendrik Kellner, Avo, Uvizian, and Devinoff. And that's the Devinoff is the one that the um, the guy at PG Gourmet Cigars and McLean said, "Hey, check out this. If you haven't tried one, try this one." It's from the Davinoff family. And I thought, okay, I will. It was on the pricey side. So I thought, all right, maybe it was all right. It was a so-so smoke. I give it a five. I give it a five because it was mild. It wasn't It wasn't memorable. It didn't have anything. It was smooth. I mean, it was professionally done. I'm not sure whether it was hand-rolled or not. But uh, I had the classic AVO. I had Dominican filler leaves in it, and uh, it was consistent. It was a good smoker, but unmemorable. 
Out of 10, I'd give it a 5. But the good news is, I got a cigar from my man Evan that blew my mind. Like that so much, I ordered my first box of cigars, all of one brand. So I got my favorite now, and I can't wait to smoke and tell you about it next week. But in the meantime, and in between time, I want to know what's your favorite. It doesn't have to match mine. Give me a recommendation. Send me an email to blackmanwithagun at gmail.com and just say subject cigar, my favorite picks. Give me three. I know you got like hundreds that you like. Just give me three so I can put them on the list and then we can start our own little list. On freedomsnetwork.org, we do have a cigar section. Yes, we do. Check that out. Or tell you what, just put it on now. Yeah, skip my email. Put it straight on Freedom Network so everybody can see it right off the bat. Your favorites. Cigar of the Week. The U.S. Constitution is without a doubt the defining factor that sets America apart from the rest of the planet. The Second Amendment is the part that gives the Constitution teeth, truly empowering we, the people. Since 1975, Gun Owners of America has been the ever-vigilant watchdog of the Second Amendment. GOA attends every hearing, pushing daily in order to safeguard your right to keep and bear arms and will accept no compromise. Because after all, it's a right, not a privilege. I'm Bill Frady, and this is Gun Owners of America Radio. And now... Back to the ever-present, incredibly groovy, cool Ken Blanchard and the Urban Shooter Podcast. <laughs> I hope I'm still groovy, cool in the morning. Thank you, Bill. Hey, make sure you check out Gun Owners of America Radio. And if you haven't been a part of that, you can find it and all the links to it on freedomsnetwork.org. What is that? It's just a mini social media site that I had created to... Um, Bring podcasters and bloggers that they can build it as they want. They can bring their fans there. They can do blogs. They can do many forums within their own within their thing. Or make your own group stuff. You can share your RSS feeds, your pictures. It's more controllable. It's more doable, and everybody's not um, totally gun related. We got um, Derek Ward, the author of Zombie Strike. He has his latest stories. Um, Links to it there. Um, Blue Sheepdog, my man Richard, has a link there. The blog, Legally Armed in Detroit, has a link there. This show is a member of the Freedoms Network, a community of patriots, podcasters, and bloggers. Freedomsnetwork.org. Join the family. All right, Monday I happened to walk, well not walk, left work and I decided to go check out my buddy at Rialco Guns. It's a gun shop that's been in existence, in my knowledge, for about 40 years. I've known them for about 30, actually. At a time when there used to be gun shops in people's homes, well, not homes, you know, like people who had federal firearms license, they were legal. They were people who had moved up and got storefronts. And Rialco, I think this is like their extra second location. It's like a, looks like a house on a commercial side. And they've been in a hard neighborhood the whole time. It was two brothers. I, I've known them again for 30 years. So I figure I'd go check out Carlos. I know they got a new Facebook page, Rialco Guns, I think LLC is their site. But when I turned into the street, I saw a whole bunch of protesters. As I got closer, I noticed they were all senior citizens. So I was like, wow. What's up with that? And they were holding signs saying, "End gun violence, honk if you if you if you're with us." And they were actually counting the cars that honked. They call themselves heeding God's call. I think they're out of Pennsylvania originally, and they got chapters in a few places where they think they can do the most good. So I parked my car, got out walked over to an older brother that was standing there with a sign. I said, who are you guys? He told me they were members of the interfaith group call, Heeding God's Call. He said, actually, it's interfaith, but he and another guy, with only Catholics out there, everybody else, was either Presbyterians or Episcopalians. Watching me speak, the church, not the church, but the organization secretary, the chapter president, what is she? Chapter, sec- chapter secretary, 
but I think she's like the president. She came over and gave me a brochure and a flyer about an upcoming event. They're going to actually hold a vigil across the street. There's a storefront church, and they got their support. So they're going to team up, and they got somebody from um, some anti-gun group going to be the main speaker. She said that um, even though this was an interfaith group, she wasn't religious at all, and they weren't successful in getting any Jews or Muslims to join them yet. And that was kind of sad, she thought. And I thought, no, they know what's up. This is dumb. But let me keep going here. Found out that they meet there every Monday from 5 to 6 for an hour. And I thanked her and went inside to meet Carlos. They were as nice as they were wrong. You see, the premise for their righteous indignation is to end violence. I can't argue with that. But everything else they do is wrong. They blame guns for everything except for the recent Mars landing. They blame Rialco guns for all the violence on the East Coast. They blame firearms retailers in general. And because they're so sweet and kind, elderly and infirmed, one was actually in a wheelchair and couldn't walk. They get sympathy from the political process, local law enforcement, and basically they're bullies. Here's what they want. They want firearms retailers to sign and adopt a code of conduct that, number one, is unnecessary, number two, is unrealistic, and three, it's unconstitutional. They want gun stores to videotape you when you purchase a gun in a gun store. They are unaware of the NICS check, the waiting periods already we have in Maryland, state background checks, the BATFE requirements on FFL holders already in place that require inventory, security, background checks, and a transparency more than any other American business. And it's not a surprise they're supported by the Mayors Against Illegal Guns movement and the uh, American Hunters Shooters Association, the AH. SA, which is a, a sham, and then other gun prohibitionists. When I finally got to talk to my friend Carlos, I could see that it kind of got to him. They have been doing this for a long time. He was officially the poster child for this group as the bad guy. Say goodnight to the bad guy. He had no recourse. He couldn't even protest. He actually tried to give some words of encouragement, some sympathy to some that had lost somebody in their family. And even though they accepted a, a sympathy in public or in private, in public, I think the lady even hit him with her purse or something. I think it's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. Let me tell you about this store. When it opened, the neighborhood was not even as bad as it is now. It was operated by two brothers named Della Real who got some long history. Their family immigrated to this country and they're the first Americans coming out of Cuba. The shop has been around for 40 years. I've known them for about 30. And I've watched them. This was long before I became a gun activist. I've watched them interact with people, with regular people, not special people, not rich people, not high-speed, low-drag, not competitive people, not safari hunters, just regular working people who own farms. I've seen them at gun shows, and I've watched them survive through all the Maryland hoops that you have to go through. I've watched them handle people that I thought would be straw purchases and turn them away. I've seen it. I've seen them police their own. They've managed in the last three, three decades of politics and scrutiny and shutdowns of all small home-owned farms businesses. They survived all that. In the lean years, um, one of the brothers even sold used cars. When I first started in 1991, I was going to try to rent out their top part of that little house um, building that they have for the American, for, for my show, for my group. Well, I can't even talk. For their A3I, African American Arms and Instruction. There we go. But see, when you're the only game in town, guns that are stolen anywhere in Maryland from burglaries, from attacks on the elderly, taken away from teens and grandchildren, lost in vehicles, and a number of ways that are improperly stored, they're going to be traced back to that store. So it's just by a number of statistics. If that's the only store that you can buy your stuff at, anything that's used in a crime 
is going to have an origin back, back to there. And the fact that they can trace it means that their records are good. I said that these demonstrations, and I say that with demon in front of it, is unfortunately and incorrectly aimed at this, I was going to say my family, at Rialco's. What's really bad is the un- other gun dealers won't even console or stand with these guys. Why? Because they're competitors and they're just glad the protesters are picking on Carlos and not on them. And then in the state, which is not really gun friendly, they're glad they got some group that nobody can really shut down. But I'm hoping if you're listening to this and you're in Maryland, that you will not pay any attention to Heating God's Call group, um, that you will do what you can to not help them out, to educate people, to tell people that they're not helping, that they're not doing anything good in the neighborhood. Don't harass them. Don't be be ugly, because ugly doesn't work. Ugly gets picked up on social media faster than good. I I can attest to that. The more good I do, the more invisible I become. Let me be an angry black man. My stuff would be viral. But don't you do it either. The people that purchase guns today are the best in America. I can say that because I have seen them. I have been with them. I know that we subject ourselves to national identification checks. We've been vetted by background checks, fingerprints, scans, photos, stuff that nobody else has to do. Criminals are unaffected by additional gun laws. Gun laws only affect the law abiding. And remember, there's no such thing as gun violence. There's just violence. Man has been capable of that prior to the invention of gunpowder. Heeding God's call uses some scripture. I think to heed God's call actually comes from Isaiah. It is a faith-based problem, though. They got that part right. Our problem is our moral decay in our society. Our problem is the hopelessness of people. Our problem is the dependency on our government by the people. Our problem is spiritual. We have forgotten the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, some of us. Not all of us. Thank God. Proverbs 1.24 says, But since you rejected me when I called, and no one gave heed when I stretched out my hand, Say good night to the bad guy. And Carlos, don't worry, man. For what it's worth, I know you're a good guy. And I got your back if you want it. All right, next up, Barbara and her sister are going to check in and they got a question for you. Hey, Urban Shooter, this is Barbara Baird, and I am in South Dakota this week. I'm here for some family business, but I happen to be here with my sister, and she is interested in getting a concealed carry gun, so we went to a few stores together. Hey, sis. Hey. How is it? Well, you ought to know, because we've been hanging together for about six days now, but it seems to be going pretty well, and we have been to four gun stores in the Sioux Falls, South Dakota area, looking for the perfect gun, and much to my surprise... I believe my sister knows she wants a gun that has a... It has laser. And why is that? Just for accuracy for your shot and just security to know where you're shooting, you know where you're aiming. All right. Now, she was looking at uh, Smith & Wesson bodyguards. Yes. And I think she's pretty sold on a Smith & Wesson, but are you sold on the revolver or the semi-automatic? is still up for debate. What I really want to do is go and try a couple at a range and just really see what I'm more comfortable with. Well, that's good, too, because I know that there's a store in Sioux Falls, Gary's Guns, that also rents those guns. So do you think you might do something like that in the future? Oh, absolutely. Before I purchase, I'd have to go and just try it out and see which one feels the most comfortable and the safest for me to use. Okay, well, this was the thing that really interested me because I didn't even think of the laser option on the gun because I don't have a laser on my guns and any on my guns and so it's amazing to me that a new shooter right out of the 
starting block wants to get a gun with a laser on it and train with that because she wants the extra security, the extra aid of having a laser so that she can be sure of her target. How about you guys? Is that how you feel about concealed carry guns? Do you prefer a laser on your concealed carry or not? That's something that we'd like to know. And if you'd like to know more about women shooting, hunting, fishing, and outdoor adventures, just check us out at womensoutdoornews.com. And thanks, sis. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thanks. And thank you, Ken. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Barbara. You guys like Thelma and Louise. Where y'all going? Check out Barbara at womensoutdoornews.com. And again, thanks, Barbara. Well, this week I went fishing, which was yesterday, actually. And uh, the last fishing trip for probably 2012, unless I do some rock fishing or get some friends out before it gets, before the weather changes. I had a good time. The weather was perfect. It was about 80 degrees, um, no humidity. Tuxin River was giving up all kind of stuff. I mean, it was, I caught a kingfish, a black sea bass. Uh, a drum for the first time, croakers and spots like usual, and even a bluefish that was a keep a keeper. Yeah, feel mom's cooler one more time. I think my mother had so many fish she had to start sharing, which is a good thing. It was not a good year actually, but um, this time I had a good time. I actually had my buddy out there, my assistant in ministry was with me for the first time out, and I really got a chance to talk to him. Probably told him way too much information, so I hope he's still my friend on Sunday afterwards. Um, We had a good time, and we were just sitting there talking about life. And then I said, you know, I want to figure out how to be the man. You know that guy that everybody's always afraid of? The man. The guy that's always keeping us down. You know, the man. The one that sticks it to us. Stick, we want to stick it to the man. Well, how do you get to be the man? Where is the man? You see, here on the Urban Shooter Podcast, I try to go out beyond just the gun issue and, and touch on things that help us in our community. And I want to know, who is the man? Where did he get his money? When did he get it? How do I get some of that? How do I become the man? We're going to find that all out in upcoming episodes. We're going to get down to the bottom of this. See, the good news is that I'm not, I'm no longer by myself. I got a little help. Yep. Get a little help from my friends. Fellow cigar aficionado and friend. When in my place this week, to the Baltimore Comic Con and actually got a chance to interview a whole lot of interesting people and recorded some photos and it'll all become a really cool video when I get the chance to do it. But until then, you're going to hear the audio from it. His interview with several interesting people. I got um, a guy named Starro, Scarecrow, Goth Girl, and a Power Girl, and a little girl who was being who was dressed up as Poison Ivy after she was in the wheelchair. Pretty cool. Evan, take it away. This is Dave and Evan with the Urban Shooter Podcast. What's your name, sir? My name's Will. What are you supposed to be today? Starro, uh, the cover of Brave and the Bold, uh, number 28. Okay, I'm not familiar with that. Tell me a little bit about that. It's the first issue of the uh, Justice League, where they uh, come together to fight a giant starfish monster. I, I must come off incredibly geeky right now. But. That's okay. That's what we're here for. So, tell me, what do you do for a living? I'm a diplomat. A U.S. diplomat? Yes, a U.S. diplomat. Uh, Let me ask you something. Does the State Department know about this extracurricular activity that you're doing right now? Uh, You know, I I didn't... I I guess they must. It's harmless, I understand. So, uh, what do you think about Comic-Con this year, and how many times have you been here? This is my first uh, Baltimore Comic-Con, but uh, I've actually... This is my third con this year. I did um, Florida Supercon in Miami, and I did San Diego Comic-Con in San Diego, the big one. And out of all those, 
how does this one rate? This is good. You know, it's, uh, it's you know a lot of the smaller ones. It's just you know a bunch of dealers with booths and maybe like one or two uh, you know obscure Silver Age um, artists signing books. But this one they've attracted a fair amount of talent. You know, but still managed to keep it approachable. Yeah, San Diego is is a shitstorm. I mean, you know, it's like drinking out of a fire hose. Okay, let's get down to it. Are you a married guy, girlfriend, boyfriend? Uh, I do have a girlfriend. All right, so when I tell my wife I'm coming to Comic-Con, I get a certain look. Describe for our listeners what the look you get from your girlfriend when you say, I'm going to dress up and go to Comic-Con. I don't know what that looks like because I've never told her. <laughs> so she has no idea what you're doing today? Yeah, yeah it's team building off-site activity. I see, I see. So you've keeping this carefully hidden from her? Or does she know that you are interested in comic books? Uh, she knows I'm interested. But, uh, yeah, I keep this locked in my trunk, this costume. Sure thing. Appropriate to reveal to your girlfriend that you come to Comic-Con anywhere in the U.S.? Um, you know, I second, third kid. <laughs> So this will be something you hang on to pretty tightly until you really feel that uh, it's it's going to go over okay with her. Uh, she has to be the one, yeah. <laughs> is there any chance, uh, say, she is the one that there'll be some sort of comic book related wedding? Well, I would actually like to uh, have Kevin Smith preside over. Kevin Smith or Stan Lee, or maybe Joss Whedon, officiate the ceremony. I think those are all excellent choices. One more question, if you don't mind. What have you? today? Uh, I actually haven't bought anything. Um, I like to save all my shopping till Sunday when the dealers don't want to carry that stuff back, so they offer discounts. Right now, I'm just kind of window shopping. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for uh, this interview. I really appreciate it, and uh, enjoy the rest of your time. Thank you. This is Dave Solo with the Urban Potter Podcast, and I'm interviewing... Sky. Sky, where are you from? Waterf, Maryland. And I know you should poison ivy theme. And it's a very impressive chair. And we got pictures of it to take care of it. How long did it take you to design this? One day. One day, that's impressive. Did you have any help by, or did you do this by yourself? I had help from my parents. From my mom and my dad. Okay, great. Well what are you looking forward to seeing today? Um, I'm looking forward to see Supergirl and Fantastic. And how long have you been reading comics? Um, ever since July. Okay, and what are your favorite comics? I like Supergirl the best. Supergirl, that's a good, that's a good role model to uh, aim for. So, well, thank you for your time. I don't want to stop you from getting around. You look fantastic. Thank you very much. Anything to say to anybody out there? Um, no. All right, well, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your time. Evan and Dave, Baltimore Comic Con 2012. What's your name and who are you? Chaz Snyder, Scarecrow, Dr. Crane. Okay, uh, let me ask you this. How long did it take you to put that uh, mask together? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks and at what cost? Uh, five bucks. Five bucks, now that is very creative. Um, can I ask what you do for a living? I uh, work at the House of Representatives. <laughs> I don't know if you're kidding or not, but that's an excellent answer. Um, does anyone at the House know about your extracurricular comic book activities? Yes, they do. And what do they think about them? They know I'm crazy as it is, but it's all good play. I'm the trickster around there, so. I see. And can I ask which state that you, do you represent? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. That's my, actually my home state. Uh, where are you from in Pennsylvania? Harrisburg. Harrisburg. Okay. I'm from the northeast Pennsylvania. But uh, it's good to see that one of my representatives is, is uh, here at Comic-Con and uh, representing the comic book and science fiction fans. So what would you say your uh, biggest interest is here? What's the biggest attraction for you to, today? Comics and cosplayers. Okay, so have you seen the Power Girl? Over yes. by the stand oh, sign move? on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> not, right? Fair enough. Uh, you plan on attending any of the panels today? Uh, I'm not sure which ones are going to be here, but I plan on at least attending one or two of them. Okay. And uh, are you going to plan on uh, competing in the uh, costume party tomorrow? Uh, no, I won't. Okay. Are you a married guy, girlfriend, boyfriend? I'm married. 
We're married guys ourselves, and our wives give us a certain look when we tell them that we're coming to Comic-Con. For uh, our listeners, can you describe the look that your wife gives you when you say, Honey, I'm going to Comic-Con today. She goes, I'll see ya. <laughs> so she's okay with us? She's all good with it. I married a keeper. Let me ask you this. How soon into your relationship did you decide it was okay to reveal this extra part of your personality? She knew since uh, when Halloween first hit how much I was in costuming, and then she realized how much of a comic geek I was. So she knew what she was getting into. And she was totally cool with that? Yeah. And at that point you said, this one might be the one that I'm going to go ahead and spend the rest of my life with. Oh, definitely. Do you recall, what is your what was your first Halloween costume when, she, when you guys were together? Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. And I assume it was elaborate, as elaborate or more elaborate than your scarecrow. Elaborate, very expensive. Excellent. Okay, what's your name and who are you dressed as? My name's Soraya, and I'm actually not dressed as any particular character. Okay, so this is straight out of your imagination. <laughs> it's actually a, it's actually a fashion, a cyber goth, or cyber pop, cyber interesting all right so how long did it take to make your costume and how much did it cost oh geez um well let's see my wig was about 160 and my outfit was about another 100 so it almost cost about 300 dollars to make this outfit well the shoes cost another 70 so I'm, you know. but, but sh clearly you could wear those with any outfit not just this one uh can i ask what do you do for your living i'm actually a waitress i work at tgi friday so <laughs> are, are you local to baltimore um well moved up here about four years ago, five years ago, so not not originally local. Okay, are you married, boyfriend, girlfriend? I have a boyfriend. Uh, how does he feel about Comic-Con, comic books, fantasy, cyber goth? He actually thinks it's, he actually thinks it's really cool. He, he's not really big into the scene, but he thinks it's cool that I dress up like him. So. At what point in your relationship did you reveal to uh, your boyfriend that you were into this sort of thing? Oh, God. After about the fourth date. <laughs> you felt comfortable at that point to say, honey, I've got something to tell you. And you brought out the green wig and the boots. And he said what? Um, he said he, he really liked the fluffies was the first thing he said. He liked, I don't about the fluffies, but that's, that's, that's about the first thing he said about it. Uh, before I ask my next question, can you verify that you're 18, please? I'm 22. 22. Has he ever requested for anything, say, romantic that you dress up <laughs> in, in this sort of outfit? Not yet. Who knows? <laughs> but you'd be open to that sort of thing. Why not? Fair enough. Uh, Dave, any questions? Uh, are you here working, or are you here, like, just as a spectator? I'm actually working for Tainted Reality and uh, Dreaded Eden. Uh, my, my friend actually made my entire outfit, and she makes all of the cyber stuffs here. And uh, I also work for Tainted Reality. That's Roger over there. He runs Tainted Reality. So I kind of work for them, and they're, um, they're here promoting their webcomic fixer. And, um, you know, we're, this is our first Comic-Con, so we're kind of trying it out. Excellent. And uh, is there a website? And can you just tell us a little bit about what the story is? Uh, Tainted Reality um, is Tainted Reality Fixer. How about both? Okay. Uh, Tainted Reality is actually um, a, a company that brings over Japanese bands and entertainment. Um, and Fixer is a webcomic started by uh, Danny Kang uh, here and uh, Roger Shackleford. Um, so they're, they're, they're pretty much the experts on that. But it's, it's pretty much about uh, four rock stars who come in and out of fame. Excellent. Okay, let me ask you one more question here, if you don't mind. Uh, there's not nearly as many females at Comic-Con as males. It, it seems to be getting more and more each year, but have you noticed that you get some stares, aside from the, the, the green outfit, but are, are guys coming up to you, talking to you more than you would think that uh, would be normal? Well, I'm pretty used to it because I go to a lot of anime conventions dressed up like this, but surprisingly a lot of parents with children come up more so than adults, single adults, so. And you're okay with that? No, yeah, it's fine with me. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of Comic-Con. Thank you. This is Evan here again, Urban Shooter Podcast, Baltimore Comic Con 2012. What's your name and who are you dressed as? I am AZ Power Girl. I'm Karen Nicole, and um, today I'm dressed as Power Girl. Tell me about Power Girl. Power Girl is Superman's cousin from Earth 2, uh, basically Supergirl all grown up. She's got a few little issues that come and go. And like what? Oh, uh, like an article. 
artificial sweetener habit that causes her to have some aggression. And sometimes nature doesn't agree with her. Things like leaves and sticks and stuff. Is this a comic book character or something you created? No, this is a comic book character. This is a DC's character. Are you the official AZ Power Girl? So, are you in comic books now? I'm a little confused by this by this process here. It's a very confusing process. Uh, people seem to really like Power Girl. There's a lot of artists that draw her. It kind of suits my physique, and so I wear the costume. I do photo shoots. I, you know, go to cons. But I am involved in comic books. I currently do some writing in Project Shadows. Is this your full-time job? No. Everyone has full-time. Has two jobs in America. <laughs> What's your full-time job? Uh, I am a caregiver. Okay. Who do you give care to? Uh, an elderly gentleman who is a Vietnam vet with Parkinson's. Oh wow. Okay, that's quite an assignment then for you, I'm sure. Well, I can't leave him. Been with him, you know. So, what kind of reaction do you normally get when you come to Comic Con? Um, I get a lot of. interested in joining the interview for the Urban Shooter podcast? Of course. Anything for this girl. How did you two meet? It wasn't an event. It was an event, yeah. Yeah, comic book event at a comic book store. So there was no weird explanation for on either of your parts to say, hey, by the way, I'm involved with this whole comic book thing. No, not, not at all. Just kind of, you know, you look at her and you know. Sure. Now let me ask you this. What interested you in this gentleman here? Um, nothing. No. <laughs> okay, so you met him. You said no, I met this him. guy is not really worth anything. I think I'll date him. No, I met him, and um, we just did events together, just like uh, we've done with numerous other people. And then we uh, went together alone to an event together, and actually had some one-on-one -on -one time, and kind of hit it off. So he wore you down, is really what you're trying to say nicely. Yeah, I totally friend-zoned him, and he just... How did you break out of that friend-zone? Every guy wants to know, every listener of the Urban Shooter podcast is dying to know, how do I get a girl like this? Guys, what you got to do is learn how to play guitar. Because that, that right there is what works. That's right. Uh, some sort of musical instrument, especially guitar, and you're in. How long have you been dating? Um, it's been uh, eight months. Eight months, okay. And what do you do full-time for a living? Full-time, I'm a comic book artist. So I uh, mostly make my living on covers, but I am making uh, my own comic book that I created, and I'm putting together, and I'm publishing myself. Tell me about it. It's called Project Shadows, and it's uh, basically set in a dark future. The government is trying to capture this girl and misuse her powers, and it's up to her and her band of misfit friends to set the world right. Excellent. Is there a website people can go to get more information? Facebook.com slash Project Shadows. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Power Girl, it was very nice to meet you. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of Comic-Con. Hey, go to my website at uh, azpowergirl.com. azpowergirl.com, Facebook.com slash Project Shadows. Thank you very much. Twelve for the Urban Shooter podcast. Dave, what do you think? Well, as a 
podcast virgin. This was my first one. I didn't know what to expect, but uh, I will say the crowd was quite large, and talking to vendors, it seemed that this was larger than they expected. Apparently, they expanded this from what they did last year, so people had more room, which was still surprising, as tight as the lines got. A lot of people waiting in line, a lot of people not being able to get signatures today, but overall, it was a success for the area, that's for sure. Uh, a lot of costumes, not as many Batmans, surprisingly, not as many Avengers, surprisingly, a lot of Deadpools for some reason, um, a lot of random video game references and things of that nature, but overall pretty good. I think um, my favorite part was probably our impromptu interview with Jim Starlin, gave us some uh, behind the scenes off-the-record notes about um, the Avengers movie and the plans for Thanos, as he called him. Most of us call him Thanos, but uh, said they were looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger as possibly the voice, uh, and he actually seemed to be all right with that, seeing that Arnold has lost his uh, American or Austrian, Austrian accent. So, uh, But other than that, I, you know, outside of some aching feet and a sore back from lugging these books around, uh, pretty good on my end. Kevin? Yeah, the crowd here was really good. Not uh, not nearly as many costumes as I thought there would be, but still plenty. And uh, I'll echo Dave's thoughts in saying that the traditional costumes weren't as prevalent as the homemade uh, costumes. Uh, very random, very obscure. Some were um, not even real characters, characters that they created themselves. But it made for uh, an interesting sight, that's for sure. Um, right now... Comic-Con looks like it's wrapping up. People are starting to leave. We're going to follow that trend. And uh, we just want to say thanks to Ken for getting us uh, the opportunity to come here and do these interviews. Dave and Evan signing off for Urban Shooter Podcast. Nerd approved. All right, that's the official end of the show. I want to thank you for joining me again this week. If there's something that I can help you with, feel free to send me a note. And uh, if it's not too much trouble, please leave me a review on iTunes. Actually, the uh, application, if you want to get something special for your iPhone or your Android device, the app is pretty cool. It has some stuff on there. I'm going to try to continue to update that. And you can check out the show notes for this episode at 286 on KenNBlanchard.com. And until next week, this is your friend and your brother, Ken Blanchard, thanking you for joining me. Thank you for being in my life. Hope to see you real soon at the Gun Rights Policy Conference in Orlando, Florida. And Happy New Year to my Jewish brothers and sisters. And to you, my friend, you take care of yourself. And remember that you're always on my mind. Shalom, baby. Maybe I didn't love you Quite as often as I could have Maybe I didn't treat you Quite as good as I should have If I made you feel second best Girl, I'm sorry I was blind You were always on my mind You were always on my mind And maybe I didn't hold you All those lonely, lonely times And I guess I never told you I'm so happy that you're
little things I should have said and done I just never took the time on my mind.